Welcome back to the Major Journey Podcast. Today's special guest is a proud first-time founder of a health and wellness payments company called PayRio. PayRio focuses on helping underserved markets in the cannabis and alternative medicine industries who primarily accept cash. Prior to founding PayRio, today's guest held a position as the Chief Revenue Officer at QuickFee, a fast-growing fintech. She began her career in payments at J.P. Morgan over a decade ago, working her way up from a merchant services business development associate to an executive director commercial banker for the technology and disruptive commerce group in Silicon Valley. So without further ado, Aubrey Amatelli, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Likewise. Thank you so much for for being here with us, Aubrey. I think, you know, how do you go from working at a mega corporation like JP Morgan to jumping over headfirst into the cannabis industry. Can you tell us a little bit about what that journey was like for you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a big change, but um, the journey has been amazing. And, and I'm so grateful for JP Morgan and the time that I spent there and the education I got. And I think spending so long, so much time at JP Morgan and transitioning over to cannabis, especially with payments knowledge has been, very beneficial to the industry. Um, it's I've always been passionate about the plant and the medicine and cannabis, and it's so nice to be able to vocalize that and help support the industry with my my knowledge. So it's it's been a great transition. But I do have a lot of J.P. Morgan friends who mm-hmm. now hang me, and you know are very um, intimate with the plant as well. And it's just great to see people coming out of their shells into, you know, going from the big corporate world into cannabis and really relating to what I'm doing. Yeah, totally. So how did you actually end up, you know, kind of, you know, putting your foot down, so to say, and just being like, okay, you know what, this chapter of of my career is has come to an end. And I think I'm going to dive in and start this venture on my own and call it Pay Rio. And this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. How did that kind of happen? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, at JP Morgan, I had such a great journey in their payments division, and I ended up leaving the payment side to become a commercial banker in their technology and disruptive commerce group. And there I was focusing in on fintechs and working with startups in the Silicon Valley. And the goal really was to build up, build my startup muscle back up again and and network in that industry so that one day I could leave JP Morgan mm. and have a C-suite position in, in the startup world because growing up in the Silicon Valley, I think it's always been in my blood. And, and so I had that opportunity actually less than a year after I transitioned to be a commercial banker to be the chief revenue officer at QuickFee. And so leaving the big bank and going into the startup world was really amazing and eye-opening. And when I say eye-opening, it's because it, it made me realize how valuable the education at JP Morgan was. It was almost like going to the Harvard of payment schools, right? I just learned so much at JP Morgan and was able to transition all of my knowledge into a startup and see a lot of success very quickly. So about a year into Quick Fee, I realized I had this superpower and I really wanted to impact industries that I was passionate about. And it was a big leap of faith, but just cannabis has and CBD and alternative medicines have a such a, a great place in my heart that I realized that I knew I wanted to make a splash in industries that I was passionate about. But I also wanted to bring the female founded aspect um, 
to the industry and also to payments. Um, at Quick Fee, I was the only female in the entire C-suite and board. And I wanted to make a change on the payment side as well and, and have more female leadership and representation. So, um, you know, I fed two birds with one seed. I like to say it that way. And, and I was able to, you know, and launch PayRio with that. Um, just a quick background on the name PayRio, actually. It took me a couple weeks to figure out the name, um, but I wanted something that incorporated health and wellness and money flowing and life and water always comes up. Um, and someone said, what about Rio? And I thought to myself, I love that. And it actually happens to be my daughter's name. So my youngest That's child, so cool. I have three children. <laughs> yeah, my youngest, two boys and a girl and the little one, she's seven now, but her name's Rio. So it just kind of all fell into place at that moment. Um, and needless to say, the boys are a little bit jealous about the namesake, but um, they're getting over it. Their names are Nico and Gino. So that wouldn't really go well with with a payment company, right? It would sound more like an underground mafia payment company if I were to name it Nico Pay or Gino Pay. So <laughs> Rio worked out well. That's yeah. cool. I'm sure they're probably like, mom, we need more startups so that we can get yes. our names in there somehow <laughs> one way or another. That's exactly what they're saying. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, what was it like, um, Aubrey, from going to being in a more structured environment to then going into the startup world? Like, how does the day-to-day change? And was it kind of a, a shock for you going from, even from working at QuickFee to then coming into working in the cannabis space? Like, how does the day-to-day look differently, look different? Yeah, so it's actually not as big of a shock as you may may think. Of course, the workload is quadruple or even more. And But I love that. I, I thrive in that environment. But what I really wanted to make sure stayed true at my company and even at Quick Fee was the, the processes that I learned at JP Morgan. So I all of the values I have right now at PayRio, they're mirroring everything that I learned at JP Morgan, you know, customer service, pricing, um, contract terms. We don't have any. Mm. We have the lowest pricing. Customer service is 24-7. You know, all of the values I learned and the way I operate is all JP Morgan. So I kind of bringing that, you know, Wall Street payments mind into cannabis. And, and I, I love that because I'm a, I'm a payments expert in an industry that is very new to payments. And I'm able to come in and really help not only dispensary owners, but, you know, e-commerce companies with their payment strategy as well. And, and it's just, you know, so I'm operating like a mini JP Morgan within, you know, the cannabis industry. It's not that big of a difference, except the workload, being a founder and wearing a million different hats is so exciting and I'm learning so much. It's like I almost enrolled myself into a new school, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Totally. Yeah. So then so when it comes to what Pay Rio specifically does and how it supports a lot of cannabis businesses in our space, how would you say that Pay Rio kind of differs from some of the other um payment processing companies that are supporting businesses in today's market? Yeah, so Payrio has two arms. One is in person is dispensaries. We have we specialize in working with dispensaries. So that particular piece of our business, we empower dispensaries to accept both credit and debit cards. 
Uh, we're normalizing the payment from the consumer side as well. So the consumer is simply using a terminal and checking out the same way they would at a coffee shop that they do a square. So the same type of technology, inserting their card, choosing a tip, signing with a finger, getting a receipt, and and they're on their way. Um, the back-end process is, is our sweet sauce and the way we're able to do what we do. But the big differentiator for us is, is the credit card component and how we can empower dispensaries to accept credit cards. And that translates into their average order value growing at minimum 20%, but we've seen upwards of 40% average order value growth. So you know, we feel so good about what we do. Every time a dispensary comes on board, we know they're going to grow. Uh, we know that the, their customers are going to be happy because the payment's normalized and they can use any card in their wallet. And the bud tenders are happy because they get tips and everyone can and everyone wins. So that's what differentiates us on our cannabis side. On the e-commerce side, everything non-THC, we are one of very few processors that can process payments for cannabis seeds. Uh, we also started working in the psilocybin realm and the ketamine treatment center realm. Um, we also are very um, experienced in working with the deltas, kratom, CBD. And so we've found a very solid you know, banking and technology partner on the non-THC e-commerce side that, um, and when I say solid, that's very important because the biggest differentiator for us is when you sign on with us for the e-com, you're in a state where you're with a, in a safe place and you're not going to experience any shutoffs. A lot of customers we talk to, they've been with one payment provider and they randomly get shut off and they have to, you know, hustle to find a new one. Uh, we do all underwriting up front. So once they get the green light that they can go, uh, we're able to support them seamlessly um, for the, the, the as long as they're with us. That's really yeah. interesting. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, because I'm not I'm not fluent, I'm not well versed in this realm at all, as far as like yeah. the tech specs and everything like that goes. So like, for <laughs> instance, mm -hmm. like so many, so I hear so often how people just wake up one day and then all of a sudden their e-com site is down and they're no longer supported. So like, what actually what is the reason for that? So the reason really is a lot of the e-commerce payment providers, what they do is they onboard companies before really diving deep into what their business does. Mm -hmm. So as a CBD company, if I find a payment processor, I apply, they accept, I'm thinking, oh, well, they know my business. I should not have an issue. What's happening is a lot of those companies accept the merchant services application, but then they do kind of a evaluation of that company in 30, 60, 90 days after. And right. if they and when they do that evaluation, if the particular products on the website they're selling don't meet their needs, they would can potentially just immediately shut it off. Um, so a lot of it is let's sign you up quick and then do the vetting after and oops, if the vetting doesn't work, you have to leave. Um, so that's the big reason why, and we're different. So in our onboarding process, which is still is really quick, we do a hundred percent of the vetting. We evaluate the website. We make sure it follows all of the bank's rules, as well as the payment brand rules. We give advice and we work with the customer. And then ultimately in, you know, five to 10 business days, if everything looks good and we give them the, 
green light, they don't have to worry anymore. But it happens a lot, especially in the CBD space. Um, it's also that there might be processors or banks who change their viewpoint on those products and decide we no longer want to support any businesses that are CBD. Mm-hmm. So while they might have been safe for a year, if um, the processor um, and their bank partner decide they don't want to support that industry, they might drop that customer altogether. It's very complicated in the back end of payment processing, which is why, you know, I being an expert, it's really fun to come into an industry and, you know, educate on this side of the house. But um, that's why we also on underwrite first for both our dispensaries and all of our other health and wellness verticals so that once onboarding happens, everyone's in a safe space and they don't have to worry anymore if their payment processing will be shut down. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense now. And I never understood it because to your point and everything you just shared, I was always thinking if you already did the underwriting and if you kind of vetted this new merchant that you just brought online, why is it that after a month or 30, 60, 90 days, now all of a sudden they're getting shut down? But I guess that's that's really it. They kind of just want to grab the business quickly and then figure it out later. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um Aubrey, another, I got another two questions for you. One is, as, as a woman leader in the cannabis industry, what's something that you recommend for other up-and-coming women leaders, entrepreneurs, um, even, you know, even those who want to work for a company that they really just dream of working with and alongside one day, but they kind of want to work their, their way up the ranks? Do you have any advice for, for folks like that? So my advice is choose an industry you're passionate about. You know, um, if you're passionate for me, every time I, I get on the phone, every time I talk to someone like you or someone in the can in the industries that I, that we focus on, you can probably see or hear how passionate I am about what we're doing and that what the communities that we're serving. So my advice is dive into something that you're passionate about. Cause if you are passionate about it, you can wake up every day like I do, loving your job. I always say this is the best job I've ever had. Um, and and with passion also needs to come experience too, right? Make sure you're ready for that leap of faith. I, you know, at JP Morgan, going into leaving JP Morgan after a very long time, but getting a full support from my team at JP Morgan to be a chief revenue officer, I didn't realize until I joined that fast growing startup that I was ready and I was capable to run a company on my own. Um, I, I think you you need to push yourself and get into a situation where you you learn your superpower, then take that superpower into an industry you're passionate about. And I, those are two, you know, there's a recipe for success there. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and then kind of following up on that, I always love to ask guests, if there's one thing that you've picked up and learned in the cannabis industry that you think you wouldn't have learned by working in a more traditional industry, let's say sticking with JP Morgan, um, what do you think that that one golden nugget would be? That's a great question. I I mean, for me, my something new that I've learned is, is, is hard. Um, just because I, for me, the biggest golden nugget I've learned in cannabis is how important relationships and trust are, Mm. um, even more so than any other career that I've ever had. 
and relationships and trust and, and, and networking has always been something that I've excelled at, but here it's, it's even, it's even deeper. It's, it's really building that trust, um, is ingraining yourself in the industry, supporting the industry, whether it's attending events, reposting on Instagram or LinkedIn, um, you know, meeting people in person. So my golden nugget is just, is, is mainly, you know, relationship building, but also in a community that is nicer than any other community I've ever met. Um, The passion is just oozing out of everyone who I speak to, especially some of the old school farmers that I've met or people who have spent time in prison, um, you know, for having the, you know, just having possession of the plant. Um, So it's just relationships, but I also have learned that this community is, is our fighters and they're passionate, and that's even um, more so why trust is is needed um, when working with them. But yeah. I love it. I love the community. I can't imagine working with any other group of people ever again. Like this is definitely where I want to stay. Yeah. No. I I love all that. I even remember going to like um, one of my first conferences, and then going to BizCon last year, and I don't think I've ever. I don't think I ever would have imagined such a tight knit community. That's in essence, it's, it's such a large industry. It's such a large community. There's hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of companies out there. But at the same time, it feels so small because you're walking down the expo halls and you're making a turn, you're making a right. And then all of a sudden you see somebody that either you've always been talking to going back and forth on LinkedIn with, or you have a meeting with them later. And you're just like, like everybody here just feels like, it's just like, (laughs) we're we're all neighbors. Yeah. Family, yeah, or neighbor, yeah. One big family is a perfect way to put it. But you're right; it's a small community um, with with such supportive people. That's another piece. Is just what I the you know the individuals I've interacted with. They're also supportive of of my business, what I'm doing, and vice versa. You know, there's not a lot of game playing everyone just really wants to build each other up and and make this industry grow because ultimately there's there's no room for anything but positivity if we want to succeed and and move the needle faster than it's moving right now totally couldn't agree more yeah well Aubrey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be here with us and chop it up a little bit about the industry and the community and all things uh payment processing for those who want to connect with you and learn a little bit more about PayRio, what would you say is the best way for them to do so? Yeah, so you can connect, find us on our website, um, payrio.co, um, payrio.co. I actually am very easy to get a hold of. I have my calendar link there, my LinkedIn there, um, Instagram. We're very active as well. That's payrio underscore hq so either way you'll find us but i'm always just uh you know pretty much a phone call away awesome love the accessibility that's 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 super important i try i try i want to be right but thank you mike so much for having me as well i appreciate it aubrey thank you well that'll do it for this week's episode of the major journey podcast we will catch you all next time thanks for listening to today's show To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. 
My co-host Corey Yelland is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.